When you get married as newlyweds, you have goals, right, that you want to accomplish, whether they be advancing in your career or buying a home, traveling, or even starting a family. In this episode, we're going to talk to a newlywed couple who has seen the benefits of putting God first in their marriage. Welcome to Happy Life, a podcast brought to you by INC Media that aims to help newlyweds navigate through the first years of marriage. I'm Myrtle Aligato, and I've been married to my husband, Paul, since 1999. Inspiration to make your marriage thrive, you're listening to Happy Life. According to VeryWellMind.com, A top priority for newlyweds should be keeping the romance alive, as mentioned in Dr. Houston's study. Other than that, during the first year of marriage, couples need to settle many things, including how to allocate and handle money. On lifehack.org, they said that goals will help your marriage to thrive. And a couple of things to prioritize are financial goals, goals for your relationship, as well as family health goals. The newlyweds I'd like to introduce you all to are Christine and Mark, all the way from Sydney, Australia. Christine is a friend of mine and my colleague at INC Media. Good day, Mark and Christine. How are things in the land of Oz? Hi, Myrtle. Good day, Myrtle. I'm uh, loving the Aussie accent there. Well oh, done. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad. I thought you were going to cringe and say how horrible because, you know, I'm really bad at accents, but I thought I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Well, let's just say that um, it's good that you're not recording video right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I cry, I cry. <laughs> well, how are you both doing, you know, down there? I know, um, I think the weather is opposite from here in North America, right? It is actually. Um, it's uh, winter here right now. So, you know, everything in Australia being upside down compared to the Northern Hemisphere. Um, so whatever you have, we have in reverse. So. <laughs> Yeah, but we're doing well, and um, we're keeping warm um, during lockdown, so. Oh, still in lockdown. Wow, okay. Well, glad to hear you're doing well. Um, For those who don't know you, would you mind sharing a little bit about how you two met? So funny story, um, we actually met at the Kadiwa Formal uh, Church event uh, that was happening in London in 2008. Um, We actually didn't interact with each other we were we were there with with our kind of our own friends um and yeah mark traveled all the way from australia to be there as well yeah um that was also a very last minute trip for me so um, i was working full-time at an ad agency and uh, kind of asked my boss who was um also from the uk and uh i think that kind of helped me get over the line to get my leave approved but um i told i was going to london for about a week and we met there but we didn't really talk so that was like she said back in 2008 so it was close to a decade later that um that we started talking to each other like we've heard of each other because we've worked in media so christine's been in INT media since i think 2011 and I started um, around that time helping the Bureau here in Sydney. She was in San Francisco. I've heard her name thrown around um, because she was a producer for some shows. But it wasn't until like 2017 that we started messaging each other. Did you actually meet at that formal or you just found out later that you were both there at the same time? So for Christine, she kind of knew who were at the table but i was i can't have a very very long memory so full disclosure i didn't know his name uh, 
I think I remembered later on that somebody from Australia was there. There was only one person from Australia there. So when that was mentioned, I was like, oh, that guy. I think、uh, we only were conscious of each other's existence afterwards. And I know you kind of touched on it, Christine, but、uh, let me just explain that Kadiwa is the Christian family organization for those 18 and up who are unmarried inside the Church of Christ. So the formal in London was organized for that group, which is really neat that they had those kind of events for the youth to be able to meet each other. Yeah, and you had basically a lot of people from all over Europe. It was a European Kadiwa formal, but you know, I think、uh, we crashed. Yeah, yeah, we crashed. <laughs> There were people all over the world who、um, who found out about it, and they thought, "Oh, cool, great opportunity to be in London and meet all these other single people in the church. So why not?" And you even had one crazy Aussie there who travelled twenty four hours by plane just to be there for a week. That's how long it takes to fly to London. Twenty-four、oh, yeah. hours. A good twenty-four hours. So wow, I had、yeah. no idea. <laughs> so Christine, obviously your relationship progressed, and the two of you got married in April of twenty nineteen. We heard on what some couples prioritize in their marriage. Can you tell me what it was like to plan your wedding while being across the globe from each other? You know what was important to you both to put first.、Um, I think we really experienced. The true definition of long distance, because usually, like long distance, like you're in another state, in the United States, or you know, a different time zone. He was in a different country, in a different hemisphere. Like it was very hard to find common time where we were both awake、mm-hmm. and conscious to even talk to each other. So to plan a wedding, you know, I have family in the United States, we have family in the Philippines, he has family in Germany, he has family in Australia. So we were trying to find a place. A place to have the wedding, but also, you know, the discussion came to where are we going to go to live our life as a married couple.、Um, but it wasn't that hard because he knew that God comes first. I work for the church in IT Media, so we both wanted to wait for word whether I could continue my duty in Australia, and if that was the case, then we'd move there. But if not, then Mark would move to. San Francisco, where IT Media headquarters is. I think it was a difficult conversation, but it was an easy conversation because we both knew that God came first.、Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that He didn't make it any harder than it had to be. I think that's the constant in、um, in our relationship. It's a guiding light when you come to some very very difficult decisions. When you look at Mine and Christine's case, there was a lot of things that we needed to decide on. You know, I had a career going on here in Sydney, so do we move to San Francisco, or do we stay here in Sydney, or things like that? Even the wedding. At some point, we even decided to have it at San Francisco or even Germany because our family was all over the world. Like we mentioned before, when you have that guiding light, when you're both reliant on how God steers you, it makes things easier. And, oh yeah, the answers are there. Yeah, the answers are there for you. Um, you really do have to trust the process. To any ordinary person, this might look difficult, but when you have God on your side, when you put God as the priority, and when you when you have that trust, then things fall into place. It was remarkable seeing things just fall into place. So you said when you have that guiding light, everything else you know flows and kind of comes easily after that. So how did you? Put your trust in God with this experience, with making your decisions and where you were going to move to, and where you were even going to have the wedding. Well,、um, most importantly, in order to have that guidance by God, you need to ask God through prayer. Members of the Church of Christ were encouraged to pray 
and to have that relationship with God. Just even at the start of our relationship, I suggested to Christine, okay, look, um, there's just a lot of things that we need to figure out right now. How about we hold devotional prayers together? So basically just having those devotional prayers, it's it's a challenge for us because, you know, normally you'd be together physically and be inside the place of worship, you know, in a chapel. Mm-hmm. You're kneeling down and, and you're praying together. But for us, the challenge was that, uh, you know, we're like, what, 7,000 kilometers apart. And there's also that time zone difference. And how many hours was that time difference between Sydney and San Francisco? So how many hours is that? Like, okay, so, 17. If, so Christine would be finishing up her work day and I would be starting mine. So I'd oh. be scrambling <laughs> to get to work. <laughs> so yeah, I th- we just had to come up with a schedule that suited us. So one of us would be bleary eyed, you know. <laughs> Waking up really early in the morning. I lost a lot of sleep at the beginning of our relationship. Mm. I think both of us did. Yeah. We really wanted to make it work. I think that if we didn't have these devotional prayers, we'd just be left uh, just trying to figure things out for ourselves. And that would have been extremely difficult. We hear about a lot of like long distance relationships where they don't last and a lot of people don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. But I think when Mark, early on when we were talking when he suggested the devotional prayer, I was actually surprised, pleasantly surprised, like, oh, okay, because it's a big commitment, especially for a time difference. Yeah. Um, but it also let me know, like, he was serious. Like, mm-hmm. this wasn't just, let's just talk and see where it goes. I think he wanted it to go somewhere. So that was nice. So Mark, I know when we actually chatted previously, we were talking about how similarly your childhood mimicked Christine's. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, so our childhoods were remarkably similar. So just in terms of how our parents moved to another country and also how our parents were officers in the Church of Christ. So growing up, that's always been an important an integral part of our families. The way that we were raised, it's always been about putting duty first in the church Remarkably, um, both our fathers were head deacons um, in the church. So head deacons being, I suppose, leaders in uh, their respective local, the leaders in the church, elders in the church who would help looking after their respective locals. And even that in itself is incredibly um, similar. Uh, You know, Christine's dad was a head deacon for a locale um, that just started. So they were a pioneer family. It was the same with mine from a very early age, Christine growing up in New Jersey and me um, in Sydney, you know, half a world apart, we were experiencing pretty much the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, at the same age. And the more we talked, the more we got to know each other. You know, we, we would ask how we grew up and being in the same church, even though we were in different countries and different hemispheres, you know, there was the same activities. So we would talk about choir days where the whole entire local congregation would dress up and perform a song. And we even performed some of the same songs and we experienced the same things in the Church of Christ. Like we were both children's worship service officers or what people call Sunday school. So we were leading the children. So we had the same, I want to say passions, but the same concern. What's great about it is that our values were aligned. We agreed on certain things and we knew for a fact that if we were to raise a family 
we would want to raise them in a very similar fashion. Well, it's so awesome that Mark did say that you had, you know, such similar values. Finding somebody who has the same values as you, that, that just comforts you to find that person that, you know, I guess was meant for you. So that's really, really awesome. So I'm going to go back to you, Christine. You and I knew each other when we both lived in Toronto. I'm thinking around 2005, maybe. And I remember when you were going to school there. Where did life take you, you know, after you left Canada? When we met, I was uh, accepted into Sheridan College's program, Advanced Television and Film. So that was fun. That was <laughs> that was my first long stay in Canada. I had gotten my bachelor's in film studies at the Barnard College of Columbia University in New York. And I wanted to upskill so I can, you know, further my career. After Canada, after Sheridan College, um, I went back home looking for jobs. My mom and dad really supported me in my dream in this, you know, to do film, to be in the industry. And she was, she was pulling connections. She was just like, oh, you know, I know someone in the Philippines who, um, whose uh, son is a director. I think you should go there and intern. So after Canada, I ended up in the Philippines. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and um, I was uh, shadowing a director, I think in one of the, one of his uh, shows that they were shooting. But there was a lot of downtime and I'm just not the type to just sit around. It's different if you're there for vacation, but I was not there for vacation. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started feeling guilty. So I messaged Sister Aliu from back then it was INC TV Bureau, or, mm-hmm. um, but now INC Media. And I just asked, is there any way I can volunteer and help in the, you know, the TV uh, production here for the church? because I was um, also helping in New Jersey. So just wanted to see if I could do that in the Philippines. And so I was able to help. I, I, I interned, I volunteered, and I kind of uh, followed around the team that was filming for one of the shows. And I just, I fell in love with it. It was so nice to kind of merge that, my, my love for God and my passion for film and creating content. When I returned back to America, when I returned back to New Jersey, it was great timing because Brother Eduardo was doing his first pastoral visit in um, in the United States. And so the team from IT Media, from um, headquarters, was also filming. I got to uh, meet Sister Elio again. Mm-hmm. And um, and the team and I asked them, is there a way I can help here, help in the United States, the, the church media arm? And you, I was—I thought I was going to wait for a couple of years for an answer, but it came within two months. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. So, and that was a big move. I had devotional prayer. I had to pray because that, that would be me picking up my life from New Jersey and moving to California. Um, like, I didn't know where I was going to stay. I didn't know, you know, who where I was going to live. I didn't know how this was going to work. So I just prayed and I said, God, if this is for me, things will fall into place. Like I'll know how to get there to, to be able to work with INC Media there in California. And sure enough, um, I was able to get an affordable ticket to go to California. One of my friends hooked me up. They called me and they were like, oh, you're going to stay with this person. So I already had a place to stay. So things were just falling into place. And I was just yeah, like, okay. Sounds so, like it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I guess 
God's telling me to go. So your mom's plans for you to become the big time director kind of paved the way for God's plans for you to work in the media arm of the church. She was very surprised when I came back from the Philippines and that's what I, I said I was planning to do. Yeah, well, you know, when they say God's plans are the best plans, so sometimes we don't even know what the plans yes. are. And we just kind of go along with what the journey is, right, that he lays out for us, so that yeah. he's steering us in. So what an awesome story, though. But I'd like to hear more on what the Bible has to say about this topic. Just how can we benefit in our lives by putting God first? Let's welcome back Brother Felmar Sereno, a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ. Hi there, Brother Felmar. Thanks for being here with us again on Happy Life. Hello, everybody. Great to be back here on Happy Life with all of you. Let's get right into it. So how do we benefit when we put the Lord God first in our life? Let's read what the Bible says here in the book of Psalms, chapter 37, verses 4 to 7, and we'll quote it from the Good News Bible. Quote, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desire. Give yourself to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will help you. He will make your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. Be patient and wait for the Lord to act. Don't be worried about those who prosper or those who succeed in their evil plans. End quote. Praise be to the Lord God that Mark and Christine are wonderful examples of putting God first in their life. We heard earlier from their experiences that in their education, work, personal commitments, during their courtship, and even more so now that they are married, God has always been at the center of their life, and God has always been their priority. The result? God has rewarded them with their heart's desire, like the Bible says. Or as Christine put it earlier, everything fell into place. However, we should understand that making God our priority does not mean that life will be without challenges. That's why the Bible clearly taught in the verses we read, Be patient and wait for the Lord to act. So what does this mean? It means that there are times we will need to be patient and we will really need to wait for God to set things in motion for us and answer our prayers completely. Sometimes the full answer to our prayers may not be meant to take place in a week's time or a month's time or even several years. And all that waiting is very challenging. Yet, what did the Bible tell us? Be patient and wait for the Lord to act. Therefore, putting God first also means putting His plan above ours, waiting for Him to act for us, instead of us, because of our impatience, taking things into our own hands. Remember the Bible's guarantee. If we remain patient, God will act for us. What else does putting God first entail? The Bible mentioned, Don't be worried about those who prosper or those who succeed in their evil plans. 
So even if all the while we are living righteously, putting God first, waiting for Him to answer our prayers, and there will be others around us who are progressing, and to them it looks as if we are not progressing. Still, we must maintain God as our priority. So, not giving up on our duties in the church. Continuing devotedly in worship service, in giving our generous offerings, in loving the brotherhood. Continuing in unity with the church administration in all church activities, especially in sharing our faith or missionary work. We must not turn our back on these and the rest of God's commandments that we uphold in the Church of Christ, even when God has not yet fully answered our prayers. Why? Because then we will have proven that God truly is our priority and happiness, no matter what. Because it is not just the answer to our prayers that makes us happy, but it is God Himself and serving Him. That is our true happiness. When we live this way, what is the sure promise that will be fulfilled in our life? The Bible stated, Seek your happiness in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desire. Give yourself to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will help you. He will make your righteousness shine like the noonday sun. I'm not sure how many newlywed couples consciously decide to put God at the center of their lives, but this wonderful biblical advice has definitely provided clarity. We really appreciate you joining us again, Brother Felmar, here on Happy Life. Thank you again for having me, Myrtle, and to the whole Happy Life team, God bless to all the married couples. All right, so in the last year, Mark and Christine, can you share how you have been blessed by God, especially in this time of pandemic, you know, by putting Him first? Well, in the past year, I think a lot of people have experienced hard times during the pandemic. We were affected ourselves, so I just started a role at a company, and I work in the tech sector, so things can be volatile, even during good times, but when it comes to tough times, it compounds you know, how volatile it is. But uh, with the pandemic, I just started a new role in February 2020. And, uh, you know, things are going well. Three weeks into this new role, we all went into lockdown. This is when, you know, coronavirus uh, hit the world hard. Yeah, I was in that role for about six months. Initially, they weren't looking at laying anyone off. But unfortunately, I found myself being let go by the company. So being one of the new hires, unfortunately, I was one of the low-hanging fruits. So I was let go um, six months later, and I found myself having to find a, a new job. It was difficult because in the back of my mind, I thought, you know, Christine and I just got married. We're trying to uh, get ourselves settled in. And also, we didn't have that safety net of family because my family's back in the local of St. George. And we moved to an area where we would be starting in a new local and this new local needed new offices. I was one of the younger deacons or offices to look after the local. Uh, and um, funnily enough, um, I wasn't expecting to follow my dad's footsteps too soon, but I became head deacon that local as well. 
Um, and what kind of played in the back of my mind was because, you know, a head deacon in a local is someone who is relied upon to be very involved in the local's day-to-day dealings. And from my experience as well, and not having a job, I was wondering, how am I going to do this? But I didn't fret. I wasn't frustrated or depressed because I knew that there's a reason why I'm finding myself in this situation. I just didn't think that God was going to give me more responsibilities in the church and you know, not be able to fulfill that. So I knew there was something very good coming around the corner. And sure enough, like we did, you know, when we were having that long distance relationship, Christina and I, once again, um, held devotional prayers. But this is when we were still able to go to the place of worship. So and I can remember one particular afternoon um, when we left the um, place of worship, you know, it was straight after the devotional prayer that we had. I got a call from a recruiter. And that recruiter was a little coy at first because she was asking me all sorts of questions that would uh, vet my qualifications, etc. When she was satisfied, she uh, revealed to me which company it was. And I was very, very surprised because it was a well-known tech company, actually, that everyone, like if I mentioned the name, everyone would know um, which company it is. And I've applied to this company before and I've never been successful at it. So um, all that time, I knew that God was going to give me something. And when he did give it to me, it was something pretty awesome. It was something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's easy to kind of look at that situation that we were in and really fret. But when you kind of look at how God's sort of aligning things for you, then you understand that there's better things around the corner. It's really great that you showed that you did put your full trust and faith in him. So Christine, how about you? Do you have a story uh, for us? So this pandemic, I mean, it's been really tough on a lot of people. Yeah, we feel God's blessings every day. It's actually really nice to be um, newly married (laughs) and in a pandemic just because you just have more time with each other. It's kind of like an extended honeymoon. That's what we call it. I think there's a hashtag like honeymoon lockdown or lockdown honeymoon, something like that. But yeah, no, I think a lot of people, I guess, were starting their newly married life, but in a pandemic. Um, So I can't complain. I mean, we have more time together, able to get to know each other better. As you know, there's a lot of adjusting when you're married. And we're also really thankful that we still get to also worship, even with a worship service, even though it is a lockdown. Mm -hmm. We get to do that together. And we get to help the local congregation together as well, even in this lockdown. So I mean, I really can't complain, to be honest. We feel very blessed every day, even in this pandemic. We didn't have a proper honeymoon, Christine and I, when we got married. So having this extended time in lockdown kind of lets us do that. And we still get to explore different things about each other, not just home life, but we occasionally um, you know, go for walks. And it really does feel like you have a partner or a teammate for life. Christine and myself being officers in the church, we feel like you know we're partners in almost every aspect of our lives. So it's a wonderful situation to be in, and I can't complain either. I love being around Christine, and I wouldn't want to spend lockdown with anyone else. So <laughs> he can't uh, escape anyway. So <laughs> just kidding. Um, being able to perform my duties at INC Media here in Sydney, Australia, there are sacrifices. Even then, you know, God has blessed us and we have what we need. And, you know, like what Mark shared, that God does find ways to provide. We really can't complain, to be honest. 
Definitely sounds like you are building your future together and doing it with God's help and his blessings. And that's really heartwarming to hear. So what would your advice be to those, you know, who are still kind of looking for the quote unquote, the one or, you know, their future spouse? I think a lot of young people or a lot of single people think that they have to do something to change themselves and to make themselves more appealing to, you know, someone else. But what I've done when I was ready to get married and find the one was to have devotional prayer about it first, of course, to bring myself closer to God because he's the one who's going to give you that one. Um, So I knew that this person had to come from God. And so I just made sure to just be more active in Church of Christ activities, to just do more of what God wanted and to just make sure that I was pleasing to him so that my prayers would be heard. That's what we are taught in the worship service, right? What's written in the Bible, like what Brother Felmar read from the Bible, seek your happiness in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. And that's what I tried to do. I tried to just involve myself in everything that God wanted me to do. And He gave me my heart's desire and he's sitting right next to me. (laughs) I'm turning into mush. (laughs) Yeah, look, my advice is to really trust God's plan for you. And I'm the type of person that analyzes things and plans and sometimes even overthinks. But um, at the end of the day, and I've witnessed this time and time again, especially during these past few years that Christine and I have been figuring things out, that verse that Brother Felmar read, you know, trust in him and he will help you. That could be true for someone who puts all their faith or their trust in God. God's plan is the best plan. So when you get that answer from God um, and you trust what he's doing for you, what he's giving you, then you can only be successful. So I think my advice to all those people who are looking to get married out there or our newlyweds, just make sure that your relationship is right with God. So always consult God first to your devotional prayers. And for sure, God will lead you to the relationship that he wants for you. A hundred percent. That's such great advice, Mark. I just want to thank you both so much for sharing how your faith and your prayers have guided your lives prior to marriage and even more so now as husband and wife. Thanks, Myrtle. It's a pleasure, Myrtle. Thank you so much. Thanks. Happy life, team. (laughs) Stay warm out there in Sydney. (laughs) Take care. Well, we hope that all the advice that's been given and shared today, especially the teachings from the Bible, have really demonstrated how always putting God first in every situation is beneficial in our lives. If we give God first place in our lives, blessings will surely flow. And that's all we have for today. To learn more about Christian relationships, please visit incmedia.org. And if you'd like to say hi or send us a question, please visit our Instagram account at happylife.podcast. Please also remember to share our podcast with your family and friends and all the newlyweds that you know. Thank you from all of us here on the Happy Life team. We're so glad you joined us today and hope we've all been reminded about the blessing of marriage.